It's a xenomorph. It takes on the characteristics of whatever life form it's gestating in. She's like, it just looks like somebody running around in a rubber suit. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Haven't you ever been at Coldstone? Like twice? Yeah, well. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been Coldstone? I can talk about Coldstone all day. I love it. <laughs> I gotta have it. <laughs> She's gone through so much. She's been asleep. Um, in the- <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey guys, welcome back uh, to Mixed Movie Reviews. Um, my name's Isabel, and I'm here with my two brothers, Singleton hey. and Taylor. Hi, how are you? <laughs> so we'll never, I don't think we'll ever get used to I really to it. had to think about what I was saying. <laughs> Your brain just like, don't say hey, don't say hey. It's like don't you could hey. just say, hey, how. Yeah, damn it. I would <laughs> what say I just hey. said. <laughs> make it awkward like you're like hey like it goes on for too long <laughs> then it just gets creepy. top of the morning <laughs> you're like but i don't have an irish accent yep i was gonna say british you sure about that? can you hear me i don't feel like i'm hearing <laughs> myself yeah i can hear you yes we can hear you oh, and it's becoming a problem that's rude <laughs> that's a whole bunch of sass <laughs> So yes, we're excited for you guys to be back with us. We are doing a super exciting movie today. Mm -hmm. So today's movie was my pick. It was Aliens. Oh yeah. 1986. I chose this movie on November 7th, which is our father's birthday. Yes. Okay. Because it was our father's birthday and growing up, I heard so many one-liners from this movie (laughs) around the house like having friends over, like having to dad busting into character because that's what he does. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of all the quotes that I took from this movie. Oh I'm just yeah. like, there's, there's so many, there's so many, but there's some that I'm like, I don't understand. And like that. 90% of them are probably Bill Paxton. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Hutchinson. <laughs> Which I, I didn't. What? His name is Hutchinson in this. It's Hudson. Is it? I thought it was Hutchinson. No, it's You're thinking right. of Starsky and Hutch. No, Hutchinson. I'm not thinking of that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me what I'm thinking. <laughs> no, it's, it's Hudson. It's Hudson? Yeah. yeah. Hutchinson. Oh, gotta go back through my notes and change all of them. <laughs> now they all say Hutchinson. I'm like, shit! Autocorrect. So in this movie, directed by James Cameron... Have you guys ever heard of him? Anything he's done? No, I've never heard of James Cameron. Probably the most prolific director ever. (laughs) Yeah. And um, actually watching this movie, I saw a lot of uh, actors that were in other James Cameron movies, which is really good. And I didn't realize until watching this one that one of the characters, uh, Vasquez, is also in Terminator 2, which Mm -hmm. is an amazing movie as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Just in my opinion. So the quick synopsis for this movie is 57 years after surviving an apocalyptic attack aboard her space vessel by merciless space creatures, Officer Ripley awakens from her hypersleep and tries to warn anyone who will listen about the Predators. So right there when I read this, knowing that 
knowing that down the road there is like an Aliens versus Predators movie, I was like, well, they could have picked something else to say besides Predators. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyways, that was taken right off IMDb. I can't take responsibility for that. <laughs> yeah, that, not going to lie, that is a pretty shitty sounding synopsis. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't think, yeah. It already takes me a minute to get into like, Anything having to do with space mm-hmm. outside of like Star Wars, like newer Star Wars. What do you mean get into space? I'm not really into like space movies, like sci-fi. Like sci-fi. Okay. I, which is weird because I think I would since I like horror and I like fantasy stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like sci-fi would fit right in there. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, it just takes me a minute to get into. But if I were to read that synopsis, I'd be like, I'm just not even going to try yeah, to watch this movie. Right <laughs> Random side note about that synopsis. Yeah. It immediately pissed me off because it said creatures. Yes. And the movie is literally called Alien because there's one fucking alien. Yeah, space creatures, <laughs> space alien. Wake up, IMDb. <laughs> Jesus. You're not, you're not Wikipedia. No. This is aliens, which there are multiple space quote unquote creatures. The very first. Oh, alien. I thought it was recounting what happened in the first one, real quick, no. where it says, oh. I don't remember. You're woke, IMDb. <laughs> Just kidding, IMDb. Now you. Well, you know what? Now that I think about it, this uh, this synopsis is all over the place because it says attack aboard her space vessel by merciless space creatures, which means it's multiple. Which it is recounting the first one. Yeah, yeah. but there's only one. Yeah, so still fuck you, IMDb. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why are they account like why are they? Oh, okay. I don't know because she wakes up. So far into yeah, the future. Yeah, but that's not even like... Spoilers about our podcast. We're going to be talking about how long she was in hypersleep. So. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a weird synops- synopsis. <laughs> is that right? Yes, that Symbiotic is relationship. Symbiotic. It is. Symbiosis. Why it would be such a big chunk of it if yeah. it's literally the first like maybe like 10 minutes. I mean, the movie. whole thing is one sentence long, so that's just the first half of the it's sentence. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Ah, it's um, fine. But in this movie, we are bombarded with major actors like Sigourney Weaver, Michael Bain, Paul Reiser. Does anybody know who Paul Reiser is? I mean, if I look at IMDb, then yes, so. He plays Burke. He's from The Company. Oh. Oh, yeah. He's in uh, Stranger Things. That's like... Yes. Oh, shit. He's a doctor that's kind of bad, but then turns into a good guy. But turns into a good Mm -hmm. guy. Oh, okay. Which I remember when I first started watching that second season. I'm like, oh, hell no, not this guy. This guy's bad news bears. You're like, get out of here. Yeah. (laughs) And Lance Henriksen, Bill Paxton. Amazing. R.I.P. R.I.P. And uh, Jeanette Goldstein, who I was talking about, plays Vasquez Mm -hmm. in this movie, but is also in Terminator 2 and has some of the most memorable lines in both of these movies. She's also in Lethal Weapon. Yes. She plays another cop. Yep. Yep. Oh, shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But some of her one-liners, like, my friends and I still, like, circulate in conversation. Yeah. I, Vasquez <laughs> is such a cool character. Yep. Oh, she's in Clockstoppers. Um, I forgot about that movie until now. Shit. <laughs> that's going to that's gonna be brought up. <sighs> Clockstoppers. Dang, I forgot about, yeah. Is that going to be one of your movies? No. Possibly on I, okay. I watched it when I was younger, but even when I was a kid, I was like, this movie's shit. I oh feel God. like you liked it at one point. I thought the tricks he did on his bike were cool, but had literally nothing to do with the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was pretty bad. So all these actors come together to portray 
certain characters in this movie that in my mind make up one of my most memorable childhood movies even though this isn't really a a movie that you would show two kids <laughs> no no Ooh, not in our household <laughs> yeah <laughs> well my when i first saw this we went over to uh kevin's house friend of the family and i just remember as a kid like he had a badass harley motorcycle and you could always hear him coming down the road and it's like mm-hmm. oh kevin's coming over mm-hmm. but we went over to his house one time and like it was some party people were hanging out and there was like nothing for an eight-year-old kid to do correct and dad was like oh here watch aliens so i'm in the living room in kevin's living room by myself it's during the day but this movie scared the shit out of me mm-hmm. for one yes. lots a lot of cussing a lot of gunplay a lot of aliens I was scared shitless, and I do remember watching it, like, kind of creating a fort with the pillows. Like, oh. I can see the movie, <laughs> but, like, the movie, the movie can't, can't get can't me. see yeah, me. Yeah. There's, only, there's only two movies that have ever made me do that, that I can recall. One was this movie, and the other one when you was... First, when you first saw it? When you were first watching it? As far movie? as I can remember. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't really remember the first time I watched this when I was a kid, because I was that young. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it was this movie, and when they first show the abominable snowman in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That was terrifying. That shit was terrifying. When he, like, peers over the mountain, I remember, like, because we had a lot of, like, hand-knitted, like, blankets at home. I would just, like, look through one of the openings, and he would show up, and I'd... Yeah. I mean, shit. It's giving me chills right now just thinking <laughs> just about like it. Just, like, thinking about, like... like I'm not to... scared of it anymore, but it's, like, yeah. just that feeling. That, like, Rankin-Bass stop-motion animation. How you could, like... His hair is kind of all scruffly. Like, yeah. And you're like, so, I will say that I did jump the gun because if you are a purist, you will watch Alien first, and then you will watch Aliens, and then you... If you hate yourself you can watch the other <laughs> movies that they made but i just jumped right to this because alien really wasn't in my my memory bank as, mm-hmm. as no. memorable as this one so this movie starts out pretty much right where the the first movie ended yeah mm-hmm. okay but it is 57 years into the future mm-hmm. it shows a ship floating through space and a lot of real quick a lot of these things in the movie like the the machinery and whatnot i actually wanted to know what the names of them were and they have a xenopedia page yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. that it breaks down everything aliens and predator like what is the name of the planets what is the name of the what? machines that's mm-hmm. pretty like cool. who developed this the company wyland corporation like mm-hmm. what do wait not wyland <laughs> get your wine and cheese <laughs> wine and cheese at the corporation yes yeah, so breaks down like Whaling Corporation, what they do, what they're mining. Mm-hmm. It like gives a full history of all this stuff. Oh, yeah. And that just makes the movies like even that much more enjoyable if you want to like thumb through that. But she's floating through deep space and in one of the scenes, one this opening scene, I remember dad just saying that it was so cool because everything in this little like escape pod is covered in space dust. Fifty seven years later she's mm-hmm. just Ripley is in hypersleep, okay? Her and a cat called Jonesy from the first movie. So cute. I fucking hate that cat. Why? The cat didn't do anything. Okay, the cat's fine. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the cat's fine in this movie, but in the first movie, which we are not discussing, chasing at... So many people died chasing after that fucking cat. Sorry, spoilers. Then that's on them. That's on them. (laughs) 
Don't chase the Jonesy cat. Jonesy didn't ask to be chased <laughs> after. Yeah, I would have been like, Jonesy, Jonesy, oh, I can't find the cat, too bad. And like, lock myself. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> so nuke this shit, fuck that cat. So, a, a deep salvage team finds her ship, realizes that she's still alive, and essentially brings her back to the space station. Falls her out. Puts okay, her on the yeah, counter. falls her out. Puts her on the counter. <laughs> Upside down on marble. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, we don't have any more thaw pods. Just put her on the Green counter. Up. Marble um, keeps things cold. Whatever. Haven't you ever been to Coldstone? Like twice? Yeah, well. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been to Coldstone? I can talk about Coldstone all day. I love it. <laughs> I gotta have it. <laughs> it's Coldstone reference. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody fucking gets it. <laughs> oh, jeez. So no, Coldstone Creamery out. is not a sponsor of ours. Could be, though. Mm-hmm. Come on, Coldstone. <laughs> I mean, that was that was like a that was a partial commercial. Like, if that's the type of uh, advertisement you want for your company, come on. You're way. like, we love ice cream. <laughs> we love ice cream. I gotta have it. Gotta love it. <laughs> Anyways, so they thaw her out, and you think that she's in a medical facility, but she's actually in a dream. This is where you first meet this character, Burke, who's played by Paul Reiser. And right off the bat in any movie, as soon as a character says, trust me, I'm a nice guy, you know that that he's not. He's slimy. (laughs) He's slimy. He's like, Mm -hmm. I work for the company. I'm really an okay guy. But Ripley's having a dream, and she kind of goes through what she experienced like back in what was in the first movie where there's a chest-popping alien, like... This thing just comes out of you, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wakes up from that. She's obviously having uh, terrible nightmares the whole time. But she now has to recount this and essentially debrief the council as to what happened to their giant ship that she blew up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a little backstory. They know that you they blew up this shit called the Nostromo. Do you say blew up the shit called the no, Nostromo? No, blew up the ship called the Nostromo. Okay. And she was the only survivor because this one alien killed all of her crew. Mm-hmm. So she's mm-hmm. telling the council this and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very expensive. You shouldn't have done that. And yeah, go. expensive. It was $40 million. Mm-hmm. There are single like military jets that cost that much. Yeah. but Jesus. And this is like a fucking spit. They couldn't just say a bit bi- like a billion dollars existed. A back billion dollars. <laughs> No, but seriously, he's like, you know what this cost? 20 grand. You're going to be in debt for life. Like, gee, that ship was fucking massive. It was the yeah. size of a city. Yeah. yeah it was Ugh. huge. Houston, so, Texas in space. Like, Jesus. Anyways. Well, well, maybe when the movie was made, $40 million was a lot of money. Yeah. Which I think it was made in 79. So, but even still, it's like a huge spaceship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so she blows it up and she started to get in trouble about this they actually revoke her uh flight status Mm -hmm. so after a little bit of explanation she's like all of this that you have all this paperwork all of this doesn't matter because if this alien gets down here to earth like you can kiss it all goodbye that was her exact line Mm -hmm. and they're just like okay whatever get this crazy woman out of here pretty much yeah Mm -hmm. so they are wrapping up their council meeting they handed down their verdict her flight status is suspended because basically she can't do shit she can't do anything yeah okay and it's 57 years into the future so it's like it's like being locked in prison for 57 years not aging and then like getting put back out into society and not 
being able to do what you did in your past life, Mm -hmm. pretty much. She stops this guy. He starts telling her, like, oh, we haven't had any complaints. There's nothing on this planet. She's like, what are you talking about? They've sent these terraformers down to create an atmosphere for the planet, and there's, like, 70 families. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. But I think, like, that night, Burke... That was that was me. Okay. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> I like that. Oh. <laughs> That's it's like when you open your mouth and you just hear, yeah. I have to I have to worry about that when I do uh, I some of the eye checks at work. Mm-hmm. Oh right, in somebody's face. <laughs> it's like I didn't burp. It's just my stomach. Like my my throat's like yeah. Yeah. It's like cool. And you can't close your mouth quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> so that very night. Burke from the company who yeah. just essentially suspended all of her privileges and Lieutenant Gorman come to her little cube. Now, real quick. So when they're walking down the hallway here, there is trash all over the place. Why is the future always like some dirty put people in a small box apartment type of a scenario? Oh, are you talking setting? about when they show like the families on the planet? No. Oh. When they come to tell her, like, hey, we lost contact with the Because she's with crazy. The what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So she is on, like, a space station yeah. at the beginning Correct. of the movie. Yes. Correct. When Gorman and Burke, Burke are coming to talk to her about oh, this opportunity in her room, there's, like, trash everywhere. There's trash in the hallway. And basically oh. it's like, why is everything in the future dirty? Yeah. I don't know. Like, you can't keep shit clean. Because we're taking over the world. It's, I mean, like... Because humans suck! I feel like that's it. Like, Fifth Element's like We that. just trash it's everything like, wherever yes, we are. Yes, we Ooh, trash that's the planet. That's really trashy. Like, we oh, trash yeah. the planet. Like, yeah. it's gross. So he says there's, like, 60 or 70 families down there terraforming, creating this atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she kind of freaks out. So this part is where we watched both the theatrical version and the director's cut. This part was taken out of the theatrical version, but in the director's cut, it flashes to the planet LV-426, and you see the terraformers. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is about, how long would you say, like five, ten minute clip of showing life on the colony, kids Mm -hmm. are running around, families, people are working, Um, and then some of the colonists go out and actually find the spaceship from the first movie mm-hmm. and they're trying to like lay claim to it like ooh, like we're not going to radio back to the back to the people in the colony until we find out what this is and lay our claim on it yeah. well guy fucked up it's a husband or wife and two kids later on you will find that the girl shows up in the movie but this would have been the first time that you would have seen her mm-hmm. okay and the father the father and the mother leave the kid in this like alien or in this uh this rover on this planet and then the mother drags the dad back with a face hugger on yeah okay and if you know anything about the alien uh franchise the face hugger pops out of these eggs attaches itself to your face and then kind of impregnates you down in your chest with like this little alien embryo yeah, disgusting. Basically. It Very is disgusting. quite disgusting. And Ugh. <laughs> thinking about it. I <laughs> just keep thinking about that. Thinking about it move. But it also like for you, it like kinda shuts you down because it wraps around your throat. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like you're not able to do shit. Yeah, it kind of knocks you out. Yeah. yeah. Because then after that, people still walk around with that alien still in them mm-hmm. and function. And you're like, that's that's disgusting. But yeah, only for only for a little bit. Only for a little bit. Yep. Yeah. I wonder if they could remove it. I don't it, know. I it don't usually, know. They... It usually kills the subject if you try removing it. Oh, Because if you try to cut it, they have acid blood. And so... try cutting it where that blood doesn't get on anything over the person because Ugh. then it'll just eat yeah. through them. Man, and the more you pull it, the tighter it gets. So it could end up just suffocating you. Yep. Oh, I guess I just don't know how it sits in you. Like, I don't know how the... Oh, not the, um, not the face hugger, but the actual alien that's in your stomach. Oh. Or chest. I wonder if they have can remove it before it pops out. Oh, um, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But it's like... I don't know. Also... No one knows about it. Yeah, knows. no one knows. I'm sure somebody <laughs> I was online, like, if someone knows about that, comment below. Yeah, how does, a, how does, <laughs> how does that work? How does that work? How does work? a fictional face hugger actually work? <laughs> Please. I mean, there's probably something on it. So, I'm glad that they cut this out of the original theatrical version because it would have given too much away up front. It really doesn't build suspense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So in the theatrical version, it goes right from the council meeting to that night where Lieutenant Gorman um, and Burke meet Ripley in her apartment. Yeah. And essentially they're just like, yeah. So you remember that colony we told you about? Like <laughs> we've lost contact with them, and we want you to send. We want to send you on assignment with these uh, colonial marines to yeah. uh, go to this planet. And she's like, uh, I don't want to, but I guess I will if it'll if it means you know eradicating this you know very dangerous species of alien. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This predatorial species of alien. Damn, three different aliens right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just think, I think when, yes, as soon as you meet Burke, he's super slimy and you're just like, I just don't fucking like you. Collar popped. Well, this is also coming from, I mean, if you've seen the first Alien movie. Yes. The android on that ship, I can't remember that android's name, but he essentially reveals that the company, Whalen yutani Is terrible. It basically (laughs) is like. Oh yeah, they've known about these aliens all along, and their whole assignment going to that planet was to retrieve yeah. a sample, and they probably didn't know. Yeah, which is frustrating. So it's like she's already like Ripley's already. Which, by the way, Ripley for a last name is just cool. Yeah, I think as a kid, I remember Dad watching like the the ending twenty minutes of the badass fight between her and what? Don't give it away. Oh. It's old. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's old. <laughs> but there's a fight. I mean, the fight scene at the end. I won't give anything away. It was badass. But it's it's cool. It's, it's cool, cool yeah, to cool. see like a woman who's. It just looked cool. Strong woman wearing pants, fighting stuff. Me being like eight years old, like hell yeah. <laughs> but also being traumatized because aliens are terrifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But like, she's gone through so much. So much shit. She's been asleep. Um, and the-, <laughs> <laughs> the struggles in life. She had to sleep. She's been asleep. I mean, everyone oh, she knows is dead. She's been just like a common worker. She's not a, mm-hmm. a flight officer anymore. So, oh yeah. <laughs> Speaking of things that have been cut about, cut out of this movie. Yeah. There's a scene earlier where she's chilling in this like 
faux forest that's like a projection and burke tells her that her daughter has died yeah like she was like 66 years old like wasn't even young no like wasn't even old sorry that was backwards (laughs) (laughs) yeah the last time the last time she saw her she was like 11 years old yeah and she lived her life and died but he does it in the most slimiest way it's like oh this is sad okay let's move on like let's, yeah let's do something else yeah. but burke is coming to her wanting to be like hey we want you to come to this thing in the slimiest way and she's like, like i don't need do you. that yeah like i do not want to go blatantly <laughs> no no i don't want to go <laughs> and it's like i got my cat i'm doing this job and he's trying to manipulate her the entire road. Yeah. And he I'm starts like, like downplaying her. He's like, oh, yeah, you're working on the docks. That sounds great. And she's <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, so it's fine. <laughs> it's like, this is where I'm comfortable at. Sure would be nice to fly a starship again. Yeah. It's just <laughs> it's it's just frustrating because then ends up being like she has a dream later on that night. And is like, OK, I will do it. Yeah. As long as we destroy those creatures. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. You have, my, like, you have you, my word on it. You fucking liar. And she <laughs> like, and she doesn't take Jonesy with her because she's like, you'll fuck everything up just like you did last time. Yeah, fuck that cat. Like, <laughs> See you, Jonesy. So now she's on board for this expedition to the planet. Yeah. I'll say it again, LV-426. Is it LV or LB? LV-426. Okay. LLB and 426. <laughs> <laughs> So she is now on board with this expedition to the planet, I'll say it again, LV-426, um, with the colonial marines to see what is going on with the colonists. Mm. This part was awesome because I remember on the dad tapes that we would watch <laughs> this movie, you know, where dad would record this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If he recorded it off TV, like dubbed it off TV... All the cussing was dubbed out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I remember so many movies being like that. Yeah. It's like we weren't protected from the violence and the gore, mm-hmm. but we were protected away from cussing. Yeah. <laughs> like- it's still hard for me to watch Breakfast Club with like cussing in the, it. Like I'm yeah. so used to just. You're like, whoa, these kids being are. Cut. Very they just put like a slamming sounded where you know like cuss words were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But in this, you see the Colonial Marines, like, wake up. They're all, like, badass fuckers, right? Yeah. yeah. They they get out of bed, and they get out of these chambers, and they automatically start working out, like, checking their gear and stuff. And this is where you are introduced to, like, Drake, Hicks, Hudson, Ripley, of course, Vasquez, Apone, Bishop, Crow, Henriksen, Frost, Pharaoh. Like, there's a bunch of other ones. And don't get attached to, like, pretty much any of those people. I know. <laughs> I know. So... Also, so Vasquez, I alluded to in the beginning, she is supposed to be Latin American, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. But she is played by Jeanette Goldstein, who is... What? I'm just making faces. Stop stopping when I make faces. (laughs) Okay. What's wrong with you? So we meet Vasquez, who, in my personal opinion, is one of the most badass characters in any movie you can ever have. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. She holds her own. She does hold her own. And she instantly starts doing, like, chin-ups on, like, some pipe. Bill Paxton, Hudson, starts, like, giving her shit and is like, (laughs) hey, Vasquez, you ever been mistaken for a man? She's like, no. Have you? Like, just those type of one-liners back Mm -hmm. and forth throughout this entire movie. As a kid, has molded my sense of humor to this very (laughs) day. (laughs) 
So it's because she's too bad. She's too bad. She's so bad. <laughs> it's like okay, Drake, calm down. Yeah, Jesus relax. Christ. Okay. She's too oh bad. yeah, Drake and um, Drake and Vasquez. Yeah, I was like, oh, they're they, oh, they're falling in love. Yet again. <laughs> falling in love. Don't get attached. Don't get attached. <laughs> I was like, oh, they're cute, and I was like, fuck, they're probably gonna die. <laughs> She slaps him. It's all good. It's yeah, he smiles. <laughs> they go off. So married. But here, everybody wakes up and goes to like the mess hall, and this is where you start getting a sense of the relationship between the the Marines and the people. Lieutenant Gorman, who you met with Burke, like just yeah. like a date before or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is like his first time overseeing an operation like this. So they all the the grunts, as they would be called instantly like don't really take to him yeah. too well okay it's, i mean it's basically like any military movie where like a seasoned general or yep. higher up is taken out and then replaced by a newbie yep mm-hmm. like none of the soldiers are on his side no. and they don't trust him and they're just like who's this freaking jackass yes yeah. this, <laughs> this green thumb green ear green, green horn. horn there we go got it <laughs> it was one of them <laughs> we got there green thumb green ear so they're they're ripping on him. They're talking about the food, and then you come in. Hudson asks Bishop, "Hey, do the thing." So Bishop, we come to learn later on, like seconds later in the movie, is an android, or as he prefers to be called, an artificial person. Mm-hmm. Okay, but he does this quick knife trick where you put your hand on the on a table, and he brings a knife blade down in between each finger. Okay. Oh extremely fast extremely extremely fast and real quick watching this movie if you look at sergeant apone which is right next to where hudson is sitting Mm -hmm. they speed up the film to make it look like he's moving really fast and he's the only one that's laughing at a regular speed so his head is just kicking back and forth (laughs) (laughs) you're like like, jesus yeah (laughs) which uh sergeant apone is it Apone? Yeah, Apone. As soon as he woke up from like hypersleep, he put a cigar in his mouth, and I was like, like he "Love had that, it!" Like he had Love that in it. his hand. Yeah. <laughs> and I think throughout, like getting to know him, he still has. I swear, it's the same cigar from the next like twenty four hours yeah. that they're preparing. It's, it's a and really he's just gross looking chewing cigar. Chewing the shit out of it, mm-hmm. like he's eating the cigar, but it's still lit. Yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. all right. Like that's when you know you've seen some things. <laughs> yeah, and on and on that note, the relationship between Apone and Hudson, Bill Paxton, is great. Yeah, because when they wake up, Hudson's like dancing around on the floor, saying it's cold, and and Apone's like, "Do you want me to get your slippers for you?" Like it's this hard ass sergeant, and he's like, "Yeah, that would be nice, sir. Do you mind?" <laughs> he's like you bullshit Bill Paxton yeah. is the best he's so good in this his wood lighters are amazing but then they go from the mess hall to like a debriefing where they're starting to mm-hmm. learn about the mission what the hell they're doing sorry oh you're good another side note so Ash was the android in yep. Alien Ash. who went okay. berserk and attempted to like kill everyone mm-hmm. Ripley finds this out and is very unsettled that because bishop. She was almost killed by an android, and... She finds out that Bishop is an android. Yeah, Yeah. because he actually nicks himself with the knife Mm -hmm. um, and starts bleeding white. Yep. Like like androids do. (laughs) I drink too much milk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sorry. So, yeah, Ripley is not a fan of androids, so there's already tension on the ship Mm -hmm. as this uh, mission is starting, so... Yeah. Yeah. So, as they're getting 
debriefed in like this hangar, Ripley has to impart to the Colonial Marines what they are going to be facing. And Hudson, in his kind of comical type of way, he's like, is this another bug hunt? Like, I got to get out of this joint, whatever. Mm -hmm. And the Lieutenant Gorman mixes up the names of Hudson and Hicks. So it's like more character development. Like, you don't really know what you're doing. Hudson's like, this is a load of of bullshit. This is a bug hunt. Like, get me out of here. And Apone's trying to hold everything together. So Vasquez is real hot-headed she's like just show me where they are i blast them away everybody's like yeah badass and ripley's like i really hope you're right because if one of these things took out my entire crew in less than 24 hours i really hope you know what you're doing yeah especially people who like are specifically trained to kill things yeah and which unfortunately no one on the original ship yeah (laughs) yeah no one was so it's like okay you guys have seen battle probably hundreds of times and Mm -hmm. had to deal with crazy things especially if you're saying is this a bug mission and it's like like you've come across aliens or something that Mm -hmm. you've like had to destroy so it's like okay these people are capable like you have a little bit of faith but then it's like Ripley gets is like no, I'm a hundred percent serious. It's a like, it's guys, a force to be reckoned yeah, with. Yeah, it's like you guys need to listen to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which uh, there. Sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, if there's an interaction <laughs> where <laughs> Sergeant Apone gets real pissed at Hudson mm-hmm. <laughs> and tells him to come over here. So we get to have a conversation. Like after like, it's over, he's like, like reel it, here. reel it in, come here. And I was like, oh my god, it's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> But there's a quote that Sergeant Apone says. He's like, elbows and <laughs> assholes and elbows. And I'm you like, heard the man. What? Assholes and elbows. Let's go. <laughs> Let's come here. Come here. I was like, yep, yep. That is so much like that. Yeah, I was like, mm. oh, God. Especially, it's like when they were like, get over here. And you're like, no. <laughs> you're like, but you don't, you can't say no out loud because you know it'll be worse. Uh-huh. You're like, you, you just walk slowly over the body. Yep. yep. And you're like, all of a sudden, my legs don't work. <laughs> yeah. I'll get over there, but I'm not going to make it easy for you. <laughs> right after this debriefing, Ripley's just kind of walking around. Like, she's just there, but. She wants to do something. She doesn't have a job. And she's like, well, what can I do? And she, inst- and Apone's like, I don't know. What can you do? And watching this, I was asked like, oh, did were they being sexist? Like, do they think because she's a woman, she can't do something? I was like, no, no, no. It's just that she doesn't have a job on the ship now. Yeah. Except to like tell people what she experienced. She wants to do something. Because Ripley is kind of a badass. Okay. Yes. So she jumps on this power loader, which... Watching this again for what felt like the first time, because I haven't seen it in so long. Mm-hmm. I remember when this movie came out, I think it was like a couple years afterwards, down at Kosai at the original uh, location in Columbus, they had the power loader there. Are you fucking serious? That's yeah. really cool. They had, they had oh, the power man. loader and the thing that we will talk about at the end was there. Are you serious? And you, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. So, uh, mom and dad took me to it and like, we got our ticket, walked down this like little hallway and then like into this area. And like, as soon as I turned to the right, I saw the back of, <laughs> I shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> but got our tickets, 
walk down this little hallway, turn the corner, Mm-mm. and there's this heavy loader sitting there with the light going on, the oh, yellow light yeah. flashing in the room, and it had all this other, like, alien stuff. No, thank you. What? No, it's really cool, but I would, yeah, I would freak out. It was so fucking cool. Yep. Because as a kid, with certain movies that had, like, mechanical-type uh, monsters in it or just, like, aliens, you're like, wow, that's cool. You start, like, drawing it, like, so you try to, like... You know, I had pages and pages of, like, this heavy loader. That's awesome. Yeah, just drawed, like, with different stylings to it. I love mm. that. But, like, in little, God, like, ten-year-old Singleton fashion. <laughs> this one this one handles fire. This one <laughs> handles water. That's exactly what I did when it's I was like a kid. all the elements. Every, everything's elemental. All the elements. <laughs> this all one the... can fly. Yeah. Which That's awesome. I, I wish think, we had those pictures. Which I think, when I was a kid, there was a show called Exosquad. Yeah, mm, it yeah. does look Which like I that. I think that I love that because I had toys. I had all of those. Yeah, the green. Yeah, I'm uh, actually kind of glad. <laughs> I get into it. <laughs> I feel like there's with that show Exo Squad. Yeah, I feel like I think about it every once in a while, and I can never remember the name of it. So I'm actually kind of mm. excited that you brought it up because I was Squad. watching the movie and I was like, I don't know what the fuck this show is, but mm-hmm. I remember those and I remember the toys you had because they had that hookup that went into the back of their their yep. neck. It was just so like they, a little piece of plastic, but yeah. like as you're a kid, you're putting like the little army guy and like plugging in the back of yeah. him, and you're like, he's yep, fully suited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are some pretty dope toys. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. Back then. <laughs> cool. That's it. I mean, yeah. even still nowadays, I don't think some toys are as cool as that. Nothing is as cool as your Rad 2.0. Nothing so, is as cool gross. as Rad 2.0. <laughs> So she shows that she can handle herself pretty much. Yeah. She's she's useful and whatnot. Goes to, they are coming up on LV-426. They prep a drop ship. They get, everybody gets into an APC, which is like this really low kind of battle tank type thing. Yeah, basically. Yep. Loads onto a drop ship and you see these bay doors open. You see the planet below. Yeah. This is kind of cool because now this entire like, gun ship is just falling to the planet and going to essentially go kick some ass if need be. Yes. Right. So there is a scene in the director's cut that shows Hudson, which is kind of like their, um, they're like tech specialist pretty much mm-hmm. going, but, he, or, but he's which, also the comic. Relief. Yeah. Which yeah. They're like, <laughs> this guy is comic it, like checking people's seatbelts, making sure everyone's like locked in, got the right things. And I'm like, but this guy jokes the entire time, and he's like, yeah, you guys are all good. You're fine. I was like, I don't trust you. <laughs> he's the kind of guy that would, like, defuse a bomb and, like, crack jokes the entire time. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay. I can see that. But it was, like, a couple minutes of him just going around, like, we're total badasses. And, like, smacking people. We're total badasses. Hey, Ripley, we're badasses. And it's like, okay, we get it. You're tough. You're badasses. We're tough. They cut that out. Thank God. Yeah. Okay, because it was it didn't help the story along any, but the dropship leaves the Slovako. Hold on, yeah, it is. Is it Slovako or is it Slovako? Sulaco. Okay. S u l a c. I tried to make a joke in my head, and I was like, "You're not going to say that correctly coming out. Don't say anything. <laughs> it's going to backfire. It's going to backfire." <laughs> so the dropship leaves the Sulaco, heads towards the planet. They bring it around to the complex, the main colonist complex. They have what they call a dust-off where the ship lands, the APC leaves, and then the ship just goes into like a holding pattern and goes land somewhere else. Yeah. 
So this part is where they come up to the main barracks. There should be people around all over the place. Everywhere. It is completely barren. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. raining on this planet and you actually see now all the armaments for the the space marines, the colonial marines. This is where you see Vasquez and Drake with these two badass guns. They sound so cool. They're too. and they're so heavy. You can only imagine they're so heavy that they have like this exoskeleton armature on to carry the weight of them but Mm. it takes two hands to wield these things have to be like six feet long but they move Mm -hmm. so smoothly with them yeah i which i it's kind of like maybe that's just their thing but Mm. there's a scene on the ship before where they're testing out the weapons and they both move like it's just like water and i'm like that looks so fucking sweet (laughs) it's like i'm just imagining me kind of struggling to carry something. <laughs> Get dad one of those for Christmas and be like, you don't have to pretend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just model it out of like PVC pipe. Yeah. You know, it, it could happen. It just was oh really cool. Could you imagine? He would just wear that thing everywhere. He'd walk around the house like making coffee. He just got the gun like slug over <laughs> his shoulder. He just had Aldi like. <laughs> yeah. It's just him making the noise, though. I mean, hell, I would, too. It's like, sir, you can't come in here. (laughs) But yeah, there should be people all over this place. And what I thought was interesting that they did with, like, you think of, like, a planet that we're going to go inhabit as humans. Mm -hmm. And you come up on this one. Even before we get to this part where there's no, like, life, it's like, this planet looks just great. Sad. It's this planet dark. looks gross. I'm not going to terraform <laughs> it. It's a gross planet. I'm not living there. But it's like, it's rocky. It's dark. There's smoke everywhere. It just doesn't look There's like... There's fucking killer aliens yeah, there. It's like, Definitely it just doesn't no. look like a planet I'd want to go to. Out of all the planets that you could choose, like, you chose this one. Yeah. So it's just, as soon as you see it, as soon as they break free of, like, the clouds and stuff, mm-hmm. I was like, nah. Well, yeah. well, later on in the movie... They were sent there for a reason. Yes. Because Ripley, later on in the movie, finds out that Burke sent the colonists there on purpose to terraform this planet because the company knew that this alien spaceship with the xenomorphs and stuff were there. They were just trying to bring it back. Yeah, Burke's a piece of shit. <laughs> like, he's a terrible person. He is. So, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. So they get to... <laughs> they get to the complex. What? What? Oh, I'm just what? excited. Because this is pretty much where the movie... I mean, like, before, like, everything's fine with this movie, but this is, like, where the movie just is zero to 60. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I love it. So, they get to the complex. They see that everything is torn up. There was obviously a fight there. They see a couple holes in the walls and the... What? I was... She was like... This is where the movie goes from zero to sixty. I'm like more like zero to LV four twenty six. Didn't say yeah. that's why I didn't say my joke before because it would have backfired and it wouldn't have been as funny. Taylor's well, what, what's, like, what, what was your joke? Okay, what was the name of the the ship? Sulaco. Sulaco. And I was like, ha ha ha. I was trying to think of like some Eastern European country. Slovakia. Yep. There you go. Wait. <laughs> but I couldn't think of what it was. Slovak. But what was the joke? I don't remember. That's why I stopped telling it. Because it, 
it made sense in my head, but translating a joke to you guys, I was like, they're just going to fucking make fun of me for God it. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> That's why I didn't say it. Uh, and you said yours, Taylor, so I'm off the hook. <laughs> yep. I said it out of context, but whatever. So here they start to infiltrate the complex. They can see that a fight has taken place. Uh, there are acid burns in the walkways, in the walls. And they start slowly moving towards operations, which is like the main uh, area that kind of obviously operates the entire facility. Yeah. As they're moving towards operation, they had to head. They have to head through med lab. They see that in these two giant containers are f- two face huggers that are still alive. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they start. Ugh. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. So these face huggers, if you have not seen this movie. It almost looks like a crab of some sorts, almost like a horseshoe crab, mm-hmm. if you can imagine that. They have long, spindly, bony, flesh-colored fingers on either side, and below that is two kind of like oxygen-pumping areas. A nutsack. I thought they looked like lungs, Taylor. Yeah, they look like lungs. Yeah, geez, Do Taylor. you know who designed these things? Inappropriate. Yes, H.R. Geiger. Yeah, which all, a lot of his art is very sexual and kind of weird i like his art it's cool but yeah do you know what the mouth of the face hugger looks like yes i do a vagina I- <laughs> <Jeez. He's so- Okay, review movies with you guys. It's like we're probably gonna have to say things that it's like ah more. I'm not comfortable with this or anything, but yes, it does look like a vagina. Yeah, like as soon as it sucks into that wall, I was like, that's a vagina. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So yeah, yes, that man is a very interesting artist. So anyway. No, you're fine. So, yes, H.R. Geiger was... Giger. Giger? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, H.R. Giger is a Swiss artist that unfortunately died in 2014, but he blended... His artwork blended, like, human physiques with machines, Mm -hmm. and his style was known as, like, biomechanical. So, even in the first movie, he was... He was tapped to kind of think up the look of the alien, how it was going to move, the stylings of it, and even, like, the eggs. Everything that went into this. Yeah. And he came up with this face hugger. So the xenomorph itself, this alien species, has, like, a three-part kind of life stage, whatever. Which, in my mind, I'm sure there's somebody out here that kind of played out every stage of the xenomorph, but an egg is laid... A host is brought to the egg that gets one of these face huggers on it that, as Taylor so eloquently put it, has a nutsack-looking thing that pumps air into its (laughs) victim before impregnating it, this little alien embryo, inside of it. The alien bursts forth through the chest and then grows up to take on the characteristics of whatever its host is. Yeah. Okay? 
that's why <laughs> this is what I tried to explain to my daughter. She was like, why does it just look like a guy in a plastic suit? And I was like, it's a xenomorph. Like, I should have been pushing up my glasses every now and then. I was like, it's a xenomorph. It takes on the characteristics of whatever life form it's gestating in. She's like, it just looks like somebody running around in a rubber suit. I'm like, okay. Which you can kind of see because, like, the the thing. I think it's definitely well done. Yeah. Which, yeah. okay, it definitely does not look like that. Yeah. But she just, like, it's funny how kids can shoot holes in anything you oh, think yeah. is cool, and I'm oh, just like, yeah. "Fuck!" Kids can <laughs> kids can bring you to tears with just like a comment. Yeah. But yeah, you're like, "I love this movie as a kid." And they're like, um, "That looks stupid," and you're like, "You're stupid." Yeah, you're stupid. You're stupid. <laughs> so, so his stylings of the xenomorph were in the first movie and in the second movie, and it's even more elaborate later on in this movie as you see as they mm-hmm. get into what they call the, the hive at this time when they're looking at these face huggers they start getting movement on what the on their trackers they've yeah. gotten no no uh signals yet from anything moving around they find one mm-hmm. so they slowly make their way out to out to this hallway and find one of the only living survivors who ripley goes after rebecca who mm-hmm. we later find out her name is newt Nobody calls me Rebecca. My my brother Timmy called me Newt. And you're like, where's her brother Timmy? Where's her mom and dad? This mm-hmm. kid looks dirty. Where is everybody? You know what happened. She ate him. She ate him. <laughs> she <laughs> ate him. <laughs> so the part that they cut out originally where the mother and the father like went and found this ship, that's where you first would have seen Timmy and would have seen Rebecca or Newt. But... Like I said, it gave too much away. So now this is the first time you're meeting this lone survivor from this entire colony, and it's this eight-year-old girl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They clean her up, and Hudson is tracking these chips that are put implanted in all the colonists and find that they are in the main reactor. So it's this giant... Sub-level three. Sub-level three. Thank you so much. (laughs) Sick. (laughs) They find all the colonists, and they see that they're in... Yes, sub-level three of the main reactor. Yeah. Okay. Which are these huge um, atmospheric-making things, pretty much, that the company puts down there. And Burke keeps alluding to how expensive these things are and, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's just yeah. sliming his way all through this. Yeah. He's just like, well, this <laughs> yeah. over You here. know that this guy is the piece of shit of the movie. Also, I think there's a part later on where he's like, uh, did you know we made those reactors? Like, yeah. did you know we made this here? And it's like, no one gives a... Yeah, Bert. we manufacture these. You can buy those. No one cares. Yeah. <laughs> so now the now everybody loads up uh, and is heading towards the reactor. Yeah. yeah. So on their way to the town hall meeting, they <laughs> yeah. they encounter the hive, which is essentially I don't know where all of the aliens are chilling. Yeah. So they've kind of gestated everywhere and every thing is like all the machinery is covered in very alien-esque looking i don't know design work yep um and like structures at the same time ripley who has worked with large machinery lets gorman know hey we probably shouldn't be shooting or exploding anything around here because these are nuclear reactors Mm -hmm. or fusion (laughs) reactors essentially they're they're underneath the main heat exchangers yeah (laughs) essentially shit that would blow up and like just destroy everything yeah, within like a 60 it. mile radius or something so gorman has everyone take out all of their magazines yeah 
essentially like taking away the Marines jobs. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yep. Some people still hide clips like Vasquez. Mm-hmm. She's, Vasquez like, she's like, this, she's, <laughs> she's like, this like, is bullshit. Yeah. Hicks pulls out a good old fashioned shotgun yep. and they continue on their way and they come across one of the colonists who's still alive. Who's like, Ugh. I was about to say duct taped to the wall. Well, I mean, she's, she's basically duct taped to the she's wall. She's like cocooned into the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is where Ripley started having like really bad flashbacks because at the same time, a chestburster is fucking coming out of her chest. Mm. And this was the part in this movie that I always hid my face. Cause it fucking scared the shit out of me okay. as a kid. I mean, it was gross. It was scary. Somebody died. There was like freaking blood everywhere. Yeah, it scared the shit out of me when yeah. I was like five years old. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so essentially, they light it on fire. Yep. And this triggers essentially all of the aliens within the vicinity to come out and start attacking people. Yeah, this in here, it is eerily quiet in this hive. But as soon as that happens, you can kind of hear everything start breathing. Like the hive yeah. starts breathing in a sense you know, yeah. like, oh my god they start looking around with their flamethrowers they have zero uh way of protecting themselves except for like a shotgun and the two people have like <laughs> added added i don't know packs to their their guns that they can use mm-hmm. but everybody else is just essentially standing there helpless yeah yep and that helplessness comes in real hard like 75 percent of the crew gets captured mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. killed or blow up because the guy who had all of the magazines yep. gets taken and then fire falls next to it and then yeah, blows, and up. blows yeah. up. Yeah. I'm like, so great. They even if they had, you know, guns to shoot that worked. They can't now. <laughs> they can't because there's no ammo. Yeah. So Apone dies, a bunch of other minor grunts die. Mm-hmm. But and, back but back in the tank, they have like a screen up where they can see everybody's vitals. Yeah. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Lieutenant Gorman who's uh greenhorn pretty yeah. much for something like this is like what's going on like he starts freezing yeah like he's he just has like, no idea what no he's do. just staring wide-eyed at the screen not giving any orders and ripley's like you got to get them out there he's like shut up she goes to the front of this apc and is like fuck it and starts rolling into the hive to get people out because yeah. everybody's dying everybody would have died if she didn't yeah. act on this we are leaving yeah. which that <laughs> says su- all the time yeah which is yeah. super sweet um i like this scene because i i like the part where um you can see behind the soldiers yes behind the marines and mm-hmm. there's the moving yeah. of the wall and i think in one part it's like it's like the goddamn walls moving mm-hmm. yeah and you're like that's so fucking cool like yeah. it's terrifying but it's awesome but it's also like no one's going to make it out of here alive. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's, the it's ar- very stressful. The architecture of the hive and the aliens, they are part of the hive itself when they're just there. Yeah. And when they're, when the they're difference. going into the hive, mm-hmm. the way it looks like, it's like they're going through a spine almost. Yeah. It's yeah. just the way everything is kind of built. It looks like they're going into a spine. It's that biomechanical styling of uh H.R. Giger there. Yeah. yeah. So, really cool. I mean, sorry. No. Do you want me to keep talking? Yes, keep talking. <laughs> sorry, but, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> but no, this was also one of the parts where dad would just fast forward to. To, yeah. It's like, great. There was like 
40 minutes of movie beforehand, fast forward, fast forward, let's rock! And then, like, <laughs> there's a huge gun battle, then fast forward again. <laughs> it's just, like, all the intense scenes, that's what we saw. That's what I remember from this film. Like, yes. th- I think mm. this is the first time I've actually actually watched the film. And heard any of the dialogue, and because it was just all gun battles when yes. you watched it with that. <laughs> it's just gun battles and screaming, and, I mean, this is the part we also get to understand that it's like there's their blood is acid mm-hmm. the way it just kills off uh dante super super fast yeah dante dante is it dante who what's his name oh drake drake sorry mean i mean it kills off drake like just instantly and he's like trying to kill something yeah. And it's like a, it's a double edged sword. It's like, okay, cool. I can kill this creature, but this creature can also kill me in the process yeah. by not even attacking me. That's what it's makes like it, it so fucking deadly. Sucks. It's the perfect it, organism. I don't know about that one. Wrong movie. <laughs> but it's terrifying. Still better than three and four. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking. Yeah, yeah, that scene is stressful. And I think I don't like sci fi movies that much, is because you're limited. Like, you're in space. What do you mean? Oh, like, yeah. Basically, this thing killed six people in the matter of finite. minutes. Yeah, you can't tell, you can't call anyone to come in and like you'll be gone from this place forever. It's like you're stuck on this planet, like you can't go anywhere. That's why mm-hmm. it's like these movies just stress me out. So very yeah. good scene. But when Ripley goes in and pulls them out, so cool. She smashes a couple of them Ooh. on the way out, just squashes them like bugs, pretty much under mm-hmm. this APC. And she essentially busts out of the hive onto the planet. So she's going over this rocky terrain. And then they just stop and kind of calm down for a second. Yeah. 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 I like the part. Sorry. No. But when they're getting attacked, there's like an alien. It just punches through the window. Yes. As she's driving. And I was like, oh, you could do everything. But it just uses its fist Ah. to like punch through the window. Like, gotcha. Maybe he popped out of a boxer or something. Maybe. You know, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> so, sure like, the did. aliens take on the, the physical characteristics and, like, the, their job title. Their job title. <laughs> There's <laughs> one just sitting at a desk, like, oh, shit. <laughs> Why'd I have to get face hugged? This is what I do guy? for the rest <laughs> of the Gotta turn in these TPS reports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, they're taking stock of, like, what they're going to do next. Their numbers have been cut by more than in half. So, the only people that are alive now are Vasquez. Hudson and Hicks. Mm-hmm. Um, Lieutenant Gorman got knocked out while they were going over the planet. By like a box. By a bo- something fell on <laughs> him. Yeah. Fucking pussy. Punk ass, bitch. Burke. Bishop is, I believe, still back in operations. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then the two pilots for the drop ship that are just kind of hanging out over there. Yeah. What um, are they doing? Dang, as soon as, soon gotcha. as I said it. <laughs> You're like, God damn it. <laughs> They're hanging out. Hell hanging yeah. out. <laughs> hanging Hell out yeah. with the xenomorphs. So they figure they are going to call the dropship. Ripley has the idea to go back up to the Sulaco and nuke the entire site. She's like, fuck it. Just blow this entire thing up. Yeah. And Burke's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is really expensive. Mm-hmm. It costs like $40. Yeah, it costs like $40. In space dollars. Yeah. <laughs> space, <laughs> space, space rubies. <laughs> space crystals. <laughs> so he immediately tries to pump the brakes on this and then says, 
this is a very important species. We just can't eradicate it. And she's like, the fuck we can't. Yeah. She doesn't have any rank, but she pulls rank on. She's like, hold on. Yeah. Isn't Hicks uh, the next in charge? Because everybody else is dead. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, I think we should just go up to the uh, the ship and nuke it from orbit. Yeah. It makes <laughs> it's the only way to be sure. It's the only way to be sure. <laughs> so Hicks calls the drop ship, but they've been hanging out on this planet. I didn't say anything. <laughs> so Hicks calls the dropship that has just been sitting on this planet waiting to get called to pick everybody up. Mm-hmm. They end up picking up an, an alien over there. And as they see the dropship, their salvation coming towards them to get them off this shitty out of this shitty scenario, they see it like turn sideways and it just hits the planet and starts blowing up. You're yeah. like, no. They have to jump out of the way and then... You're just fucking stuck. Yeah. That's why space movies are dumb. Yeah. I'm just kidding. They're not. They're but. not dumb. But at least they have oxygen oh on this God. planet. Yeah. Right? The the funny it's thing that I terrifying. noticed about this scene, I mean, throughout this movie, uh, James Cameron uses a lot of screens yeah. to just show that like distance. So it's atmosphere. like a movie going with some set in front. Yeah. 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 I mean, obviously, it's not a full-size ship. It's a mini- miniature that blows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they show it in the background like it's, you know, full size. Mm-hmm. So I just think that looks sweet. Um, but the the dropship itself looks a lot like the um, the uh, hunter killers from Terminator. Oh, like yeah. Like whenever they show them in the future and there's like the ships. Yep. They, cool. they look like almost they exactly look, the same. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Terrifying. So their dropship is dead. After the ship blows up. Uh, Newt is with them, and this is where the line, they mostly come at night, mostly. And, <laughs> it's like, kind of, but not. <laughs> yeah, but you have this eight-year-old girl telling you, like, we should really get inside because these things, whatever they're doing now is nothing compared to what they're going to do when it gets dark around here. That's terrifying, because like, it's already dark outside. Yeah. Like, there's no sun shining Daytime is through. just gray. <laughs> it's like gray and then, like, pitch black. So... They scavenge from the ships and go back to operations. They start closing blast doors and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're really low on, on weapons. And they barricade themselves in operation. Ripley's talking to Bishop, who has been studying this facehugger. Yeah. So you, if you had seen the first movie, you instantly get the notion of like, hold on, Bishop's not on the up and up, and he wants to get one of these things back too. Yeah. And Ripley's like, I want these things destroyed. Fucking get rid of them because we're going to we're going to call another ship down and blow this place up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Um, Burke said that these need to make it back to Earth." <laughs> You're like, Not "Perfect." Burke. Perfect. Yeah. I'm like, "God dang it." So, this is where Ripley confronts Burke and he's like, "I thought you would be on board with this. This is a great find." And she's like, "Fuck you. I'm going to nail you to the wall because I also read that you sent all these colonists here and you essentially you have all these counts of murder on your head now. I'm going to mm-hmm. let everybody... I'm going to blow the whistle on you. Yeah. Dang. I'm going to blow the space whistle. The very, non-ex- space the, whistle. the very non-expensive space whistle yeah. on you. <laughs> so, at this time, everybody's kind of gearing up and arming themselves. And Hicks shows Ripley how to use this gun. Yeah. This, this, this rifle or whatever. It has this magazine... And it has a grenade launcher on it. She's like, fucking show me everything. I'm going to fuck some shit up. But he also gives her this tracking device. And he can track her anywhere 
on the planet. Yeah. Essentially with this thing. Oh, they're falling in love. Yeah. <laughs> I know we might. I'm, well, yeah, I think the I think the whole pickup line is like, hmm. if it comes to that, I'll do us both. Like <laughs> the lines, the, the lines. She was like, movie. she's like, don't let me end up like that. He's like, don't worry, if it comes to that, I'll do us both. You're like, <laughs> I like. I'll shoot you in the fucking bag. <laughs> <laughs> this might be our, this might be our last also, night on earth. Yeah. Bah, bah, bah. Also, it's like okay, the Hicks. Like mm-hmm. I was just really excited. It's like, yay, yeah. that's so us. there's so there's like love in the air mm-hmm. and like Newt has essentially become her like surrogate Child. daughter. Yeah. You know? Which <laughs> I thought the part with her daughter at the beginning, I didn't necessarily mind that much. No. Because it makes her relationship with Newt later in the movie mm-hmm. kind of make a little more sense. Correct. Like instead of it just being this like motherly nature to just take care of a child, yeah. it's like, oh, she lost her daughter. And Newt is also, like, basically the same age. Yeah, it's like, I'm not so going like, to lose this girl again. Yeah, some very, some very uh, Last of Us vibes. Yeah. So, <coughs> she immediately, you know, I, I, I haven't played that. It's, is it good? Oh, it's great. I, I just I just watched all of it. After, after Ripley confronts Burke about his want to get these things back on Earth, she takes Newt. And essentially, like, puts her in, like, the med lab so she can get some sleep or whatever. These people have been up for over a day now. Yeah. Right? Aliens are coming after her. And she she gives Newt her little tracker that Hicks gave her. And is like, you know, it's just kind of like a security blanket here. I can find you anywhere in the compound. Don't worry. It's like a little safeguard. After that, Ripley goes back, starts kind of getting a plan together with Bishop, Hicks, Hudson, Vasquez, like everybody who's still alive how to yeah. get off how to get off this planet and they're like okay so what what are the stages of this alien there's an egg where it starts and she's like what's laying the eggs mm-hmm. and bishop's like well it's probably something we haven't seen yet right there i remember like oh yeah what what the hell's laying these eggs like it's got to be fucking sweet okay so there's got to <laughs> be like a queen or something in mm-hmm. my mind and in this area there in this area of the movie there's a lot of like scenes that were cut out of the theatrical uh, version but watching the director's cut they set up these sentry guns which are essentially automatic systematic hydro <laughs> I hate you <laughs> You can't leave that dead air I will fucking use that shit Jeez, I will suck that dead air up like no tomorrow <laughs> So they set up these guns. They're motion sensing pretty much. And they can sit in this, they can sit in the command center and watch these guns count down as they are just like blasting away at these aliens. So this is only in the director's cut and it's one of the coolest scenes in the movie. So when dad would always tell a story about this, back when we were watching it, like we didn't have the means, like there was no internet you could like go to and like look this clip up. Mm -hmm. But now you can if you look up like aliens to century gun clip so these they're watching the aliens come for them at this point and the guns start at like hundreds and hundreds of rounds and it's just dwindling down you can hear the aliens screaming and there's like quick shots of the guns going back and forth strafing across which you can only assume is wall-to-wall aliens coming down this corridor which they never actually show the aliens and i think that makes it crueler yeah. yeah, you just see smoke and you hear aliens screaming. Yeah, these guns like so never cooler. stop shooting. Yeah, 
And during this, Bishop's like, oh yeah, remember when you tried calling that dropship to save you? It crashed into the reactor and it's starting an overload. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now Forgot to add the that. good news just keeps coming. Yeah, so like right out the window, you see like this, you see the... Um, the nuclear reactor start to go through a meltdown and they're like, well, shit, we have to get another dropship in here. How do we do that? Everybody's complaining because now the only way to do that since they've confined themselves into this space is to crawl through this little tunnel to an uplink tower and remotely do it. This is where I think Bishop starts to turn Ripley's uh, thought of like an artificial person, like an Android because of two things. One, he, he's like, I'll go because he, as an Android is not supposed to harm or let other humans be harmed. So he essentially is, will sacrifice himself to go and do this. And he's like, I'm the only other person that is qualified to remote pilot the ship. Yeah. And there's a scene where they're cutting a hole out of the tube that he has to crawl through and as they're lowering the piece back on to the tube, he says, watch your fingers, which in my mind is like, no matter how small it is, he is not, as a machine, allowed to let another human be harmed. So him saying just watch your fingers is like a little uh, callback to like his programming, like I'm not going to let you be hurt in yeah. any way. Mm. So I thought I thought that was a pretty cool part. <clears throat> which looking at that tube, that nope. Not going, not uh, crawling through that tube. <laughs> I have a feeling of what you're going to say, Taylor. Yeah, you probably are right. Because I thought the same so thing. So he had too. to crawl about God 160 <laughs> yards to the uplink tower. <laughs> Which is not quite as far as Andy Dufresne. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, we all thought it. As I soon was as like, a tube! Yeah. <laughs> let, me just, let me just say for anybody listening, Isabel and I have been talking about this, looking at Taylor, and he's just like hands clenching the side Getting of his like chair. Sweatier like, sweatier and me sweatier. Say it. Like, me say it. I must embody Morgan Freeman. <laughs> oh, my God. Um. <laughs> but yes, no, the way... Sorry, that made me sound yes, like a... Yes, no, the way... <laughs> Younger brother's such a jerk. <laughs> I can't stand you. I just think it's interesting the scene where Bishop is saying all those things. It's like, okay, definitely changing Ripley's mind. But the way he's so efficiently doing it, it's just it's just mm-hmm. interesting. It's like as a human and not liking small spaces, I would fail that mission automatically. Oh, but yeah. just watching him crawl through that, yeah. I was just like, oh shit. I, I also <laughs> love how I also love how Vasquez hands him a gun like here, this is to protect yourself. And he looks at it and is just like, what the hell is this for? And then immediately gives it to bad. Ripley. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm not human. <laughs> yeah. So now Bishop is on his way to the uplink tower to bring the last dropship from oh, the uh, Sulaco. Um Sulaco. He's he's okay. said it enough times. That Sargento. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Buddy Dick. Yeah, Taylor, you're me today. <laughs> so Bishop is on his way to the uplink tower to bring the last dropship down to the planet. So Ripley goes back in to check on Newt in the med lab, and Newt is not in the bed. She's sleeping underneath the bed. Okay, mm-hmm. so she puts her rifle down, crawls under bed under the bed with her, and she ends up falling asleep. Something startles her awake, and you see the two containers with the face hugger that were 
holding the face huggers have been tipped over and they are in the room with her. Yeah. This scene was terrifying when I was a kid. Cause oh, this yeah. Is, this is like what I remember from mm-hmm. this movie. Mm-hmm. This is the only part I remember. And not being able to ex- escape. Yeah. Like, I mean, as kids, it's like we hid underneath the bed or did something. Like, you know, it's just like, I'm not squirrely. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to make it from underneath the bed away from these creatures. Mm-hmm. Like, and aliens. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> In That's time funny. to, like, be free of this. Yeah. It, it's just... It's that, again, being trapped. It's like a worse nightmare There's nowhere scenario. to go. And her friggin' pulse rifle that was on top of the bed is gone. Yeah. So she gets a... <gasps> she quick, like, looks for it on top of the bed. And one of the aliens kind of comes <gasps> down in between... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I heard it. Oh. Just the sheer imagery Isabel just threw up all I, over the mic. So <laughs> It's just like bony hands just coming for you. Like... Because the fingers for the, the face hungers are about like a Grab foot long. Grab my strong hand. <laughs> That's the shit I'm talking about. <laughs> it's like we're trying to piece Jesus. this together. And Taylor just comes out of left field with shit. It's like, well, now we can Gotta keep you on it. your toes. I get a picture of Charlie Day with that fucking board up where he's trying to explain oh stuff to people. Oh, my God. It and makes it, and Taylor's, so much sense. And it's Taylor's face, and he's just like, I have a reference for that comment. Yep. <laughs> yep. God. So so one of these face huggers is trying to attack him. Ripley turns the bed over on it. She goes to look for her pulse rifle. She's banging on the window. She can't open the door. Sees that it's outside on, the, on a counter or something. Yeah. She's turning towards the camera that's trained on this room, and it goes back to the command center, and Burke turns off the monitor. Fucking Burke. You can tell that he is trying to get the facehuggers to impregnate Ripley and Newt and somehow sneak this embryo back to Earth. Yeah, yeah. but it's like it's not worked out for anyone. Why does he think it's going to work? It's like people aren't lasting years with this in their stomach. No, or but like, they'll go into hypersleep, and then oh, it'll all shut down. So, yeah, so Ripley kind of fends off two of the face huggers. She starts a fire. So now everybody knows that something's going on in Med Lab. The Marines get in there, shoot out the window, jump in, take care of the face huggers. And then Ripley's like, it's fucking Burke. Yeah. And this is where Burke, you can see he's so sweaty. There's sweat on his brow, on his lip. And Ripley's laying out like, look, he wanted to impregnate us with these embryos. And they're like, well, we would know that. There's aliens. He was like, oh, no, he would just kill you when you're in your your sleep chamber and then jettison your body. And Hudson comes up and is like, you're dog meat, pal. <laughs> to, to quote him, as soon as they cut to that scene, he's like, yeah. I say we grease this rat fuck son of a bitch right now. <laughs> and Burke's like, you're crazy. Like, can you, do you hear yourselves? And the tension, they are pulling him out of the chair to essentially go ice this guy somewhere. And the tension is broken by the power being cut. I would have just shot him right there. I'd be like, this girl's probably seen her family get killed. Like, people have seen him. I'm just going to shoot him right here. I don't even care. So the power is cut. And they start getting movement on their little trackers. They, They seal the doors. They're backed up. They're like... I'm getting movement 20 meters away, 15, 10. And they're like, hold on, that's really close. Let me see that. Six meters, five. That's inside the room. And there's like, there's no fucking way. And so Hicks is looking at the tracker. And then 
He gets the bright idea. He's like, give me that flashlight. He pushes up one of the ceiling tiles mm-hmm. and you see tons of aliens crawling so on many. the ductwork and the pipe above right where they are. Yeah. So they are inside the room, but just in the ceilings. And he drops back and just starts firing. This is where dozens of aliens, xenomorphs, fall into this room. And the remaining uh, Marines just start opening up. Yeah. All yeah. over everything. Again, this is the second badass scene that dad fast forwarded to <laughs> mm-hmm. when watching the movie. It's like, I'm surprised we don't have like hearing problems because of how loud the TV would be up with just like gunfire. He'd fast forward or like to our it neighbors like, shit, what's happening in that house? And then turn it up and then like press play. Yeah. It's a terrifying scene. Yeah. It is like, a terrifying scene. It's, and, go ahead. Well, especially because they're crawling on the ceiling tiles and they're crawling on the ceiling of the yes. ducks. So it's yes. like this weird shot of them just like literally swarming. They can just do whatever. Which if you think about like, okay, so Ripley came in contact with one in the first movie. This one, they're like, there's probably like 65 to 70 families. And if you multiply that by like three or four, that's an insane amount of aliens. Mm -hmm. That fucking sucks. There's like no way. Like, I feel like if I were to hear those numbers and be on that plane, I'd be like, but, I'll die here. It's fine. Let's nuke it. Let's yeah. like let's get it over with. But on the <laughs> like, other hand, if they had just even one of those rifles on the Nostromo, yeah, they would have been perfectly fine. <laughs> it's like this would have been okay. But nope, they have like matches and like a lead pipe, like <laughs> trying to take care of the fucking alien. It's fun. Also, during that scene, it's like these are obviously people in costumes. Yeah, and so for the most part, it's very well done and executed but mm-hmm. just every once in a while there's an explosion and one of the aliens like flips and you're like all right <laughs> like it's it's obviously a person in <laughs> one of the aliens just flicks off the marines <laughs> it's, like, <"Okay."> <laughs> it's like oh shit <laughs> but this is where they hyper focus they did this on the plane with the uh, I don't know why I'm trying to put my hands in my mouth. Like I'm trying to show you what the alien looks like, but when their lips curl up and it kind of makes a weird, like shutter like movement and terrifies me. Oh, like he's tensing up. Like he's tensing up. And then it's like a snake ready to strike where it's just like, and then Mm. he shoots that the other mouth through disgusting. Yeah. Cause these aliens have a main mouth. And then when they open their mouth, they have a smaller mouth on the inside that punctures their prey. Which is like... A sub-mouth. Gross. A sub-mouth. <laughs> Sub-level three mouth. So the aliens are coming towards him. Vasquez starts opening up with grenades. Burke runs away. He pushes, he pushes Gorbin. He's like, do something, Gorbin. And then he like runs out the door and He's seals like, okay. it. okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're retreating... Burke meets his demise because a door opens behind him and boom, he's dead. The aliens. Yeah, that's where the li- the scene with the lip. The lips <laughs> curling up. Yeah. I, th- I think this is one of those scenes that mom and dad talk about when they went to go see it in theaters. People clapped when he yeah. when he died. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> very, very rare have I seen a movie where the everybody in the theater at that time, like watching the movie, like erupted into like applause because a character died or like yeah. something happened. But yeah, I, I remember that story as like, yeah, people stood up and cheered when this guy bit it. So now they're retreating and there are only a few people left. As they're backing out of the room, Hudson is talking shit to all of these aliens coming forth, mm-hmm. blasting, blasting, blasting. And then the floor moves and he gets 
slowly drugged down. Yeah. yeah. This is where he's like shooting down towards his legs. He's like, you want some of this? Fuck you, fuck you. And then a hand goes <laughs> over his face and like pulls him down. Yeah. And Hudson's gone. Yeah. Damn um, shame. Damn shame. Newt shows them a way through the air ducts, like how to get away. So they're crawling through the air ducts and now they're being chased by aliens through air ducts. Which is even tinier than... Yeah, they're like, like hunched over, but uh, Newt's fine, but, you know, full, <laughs> Yeah, full she's an eight-year-old yeah. kid. She yeah. can stand up in him. Like, oh, my back! <laughs> <laughs> Like I would be hobbling, the aliens would be like, "I'll, I'll give you a head start." Like I'll, I'll wait for you. No, mm-hmm. oh, I know. Um, but Vasquez is kind of in the rear, and mm-hmm. an alien drops down on her. She blasts it, which sprays acid blood yeah. all over her. But how she handles it is pretty badass. She like she screams, pins it up like, against ah! the wall with her foot and just shoots it point blank in so the face, fucking cool. which unfortunately fucks up her leg. Don't yep. even care. But it's Wouldn't still even badass. Care. If I had a nub there, I'd be like, yeah, I shot an alien in the face multiple times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in this, also with the dynamic between uh, characters, uh, Gorman who has been knocked out for most of the movie and hasn't done shit. He's got yeah. a bandage on his head. Too. He has You're a bandage. You're like, what, what hit you now, Gorman? What hit you now? <laughs> yeah, you've been asleep since uh, the first encounter with these things. But he goes back for her, but now they're kind of cornered. Yeah. And it's where, like, the most badass character and, like, the weakest character in the entire movie come together. Mm-hmm. Gorman himself pulls out this grenade and they both put their hands over it and fucking just blow up what you can only assume is a majority of the aliens that are going after. Everybody. So like three yeah. of them. <laughs> it's better than going out by yeah. being killed by them. But yeah, That's but true. yeah, just blows up whatever's following them. And he earned his stripes. He earned his stripes. Yeah. But then this knocks Newt down into this vent. And at I this point, this I'm like. This fucking kid. It's like Jonesy all over again. <laughs> I thought Jonesy was left on the freaking spaceship. No, Jonesy's just an eight-year-old little girl that's fucking shit up. <laughs> so she... <laughs> I'm just... It's like the explosion happened. Like, she's showing them the way. The explosion happened, knocked her to the side. Which, okay, she maybe doesn't have that much stability. And you're like, bullshit, you, kid! Bullshit. She's been running from these aliens for how long? And she can't hang on to a ladder rung and not fall down a freaking air shaft. You did this to us. Yeah, so she... (laughs) Newt's just screaming for help. Ripley grabs her jacket, and in particular kid, I'm going to fuck shit up fashion in a movie, she does this spin and comes out of the coat. (laughs) And, like, slides... (laughs) (laughs) And, like, slides away to, like, you can barely hear her down this air shaft. So now Hicks and Ripley are the only humans left mm-hmm. right they find their way to they they're tracking this like little tracker watch that's on new they find her they they are trying to get to her so they have to cut through this grate an alien comes up snatches her away like, mm-hmm. that's a pretty sweet shot it is a pretty sweet shot this alien comes up out of the water behind her she screams they're seconds away boom gone okay yeah so the tracker is still beeping Mm-hmm. Okay, so they know she's still alive, and they make their way to an elevator. This got me when I was a kid. You're in an elevator. It's brightly lit, right? There's a dark hallway in front of you. You're pressing the closed door button. Doors aren't closing. You press it again. They slowly and creakily start to close. 
this alien just fucking jumps halfway. In, <laughs> this alien jumps halfway into the elevator, um, and Hicks just starts blasting it, which sprays acid all Everywhere. over him. Everywhere. Yeah. Okay, so he's kind of taken out of commission at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The dropship is on its way. Bishop meets up with them, and then like Ripley gives him the bad news that they're not leaving yet. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, I'm so, sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm you're just like this movie's so fucking. Why are you good. watching it? <laughs> Isabel's literally watching the movie on her phone while we talk about it because it's crazy. Okay, <laughs> talk about it. It's crazy. It's it had to be that. It's just so fucking good. I can't say anything. <laughs> oh, my right oh my god. No. Okay. So, not to like go back too far. Eh. No. So, <laughs> not to go back too far. So, so then they bust into the compound. <laughs> <laughs> they're on the ship. They're getting the debris. There's these things called facehuggers. You ever heard of them? Oh my god! They look like a vagina on your face. <laughs> oh no! You brought that up. I didn't say it though. I didn't make yes. you almost spit out your drink. You said it originally. <laughs> You're like, I didn't say it this time. You gave up the ammo. I'm sorry. What were you talking about, Taylor? So as Ripley is dragging Hicks to the drop ship. You get a sense of how much taller Ripley is than oh, Hicks yeah. because she's like holding him up and he's like on tippy toes yeah. and she's like kind of hunched over. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're like, shit, shit, shit. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver is pretty tall. She is very tall. So Bishop loads everybody into the dropship and they go to the reactor, which Ripley can only assume this is where they've taken Newt. So during this time, Ripley's putting together one of the most badass weapons. She's duct taping a pulse rifle to a flamethrower, and she's putting a bandolier of, like, grenades on. Because yeah. she's going in to kick some ass. And she has a little tracking device for uh, Newt's little wristwatch, whatever. It's a calculator watch. It's a Casio. <laughs> you nerd! So she goes down to sub-level three to find Newt, okay? Yeah. She's leaving a breadcrumb of flares to find her way back and then finds the tracking device just on the ground somewhere. So she starts giving up hope. Here's Newt scream because one of these eggs opens up and just goes in and blasts it. Yeah. Okay. Aliens start coming out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. She's shooting them all over the place, pulls Newt down, starts running, and then stumbles upon a field of eggs. Ugh. Which it's a close-up of her face then it pans back and you can see she's right in the middle of it. Yeah. And when I say you hear the hive breathe, you know why. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. There's no music at this point. Mm-hmm. There's, you can't even hear. I mean, it's windy. This place is about to blow up. Yeah. It's like if you're standing in a desolate area that you can only hear the air move around you yeah. and whatever this thing is breathing. Yeah. You literally just hear this giant, alien queen breathing and it slowly pans up from her freaking egg sack just pooping out little eggs everywhere (laughs) and it i mean this thing's huge like she the queen's like 20 feet tall like it's ridiculous and she has this crazy intricate like crown which is i mean it's kind of gorgeous yeah whereas the normal alien whereas the normal aliens just have like a hot dog head she has like (laughs) 
She has like a rhinoceros. I'm really painting the picture for people to watch this fucking movie. Just, it's like a guy. It's a cosmic hot dog head. That's what these aliens look like. And it looks like a guy in a suit with a hot dog head. That's mm-hmm. also just like like limbs also. Yeah. And it's, they're yeah, all she, connected. She has, she has, I believe, four arms. Yeah. Four then, arms, two massive legs. Yeah. yeah. And a big ass head. And a big ass head. But she is kind of held in place. I don't know the workings of like a beehive, but like a queen <laughs> bee doesn't really do anything for herself. Yeah. Right? The mm-hmm. the drones kind of clean her, bring her food, do everything for her. She is just stuck in place. She's like secreted in place and just laying eggs. Correct. Yeah. Her head drops down from be- below this cow that she has, kind of like this protective dome. And she shows these like eight inch clear teeth and just breathes just like what the fuck are you and then ripley's like six feet (laughs) (laughs) put a mask on yeah six feet stay alive so she quick shows that like she means business like i'm gonna fuck these eggs up because these other aliens are coming in and she like points the flamethrower at the (laughs) egg no she does a demonstration she's like look fire bad <laughs> and then points at one of the yeah. eggs of the queen's like yeah. oh okay there's y'all motherfuckers like, back up a little <laughs> yeah, bit back up back up back up there's a there's this bitch a, means business there's an instance where it's like the kind of mutual understanding it's like I'm backing up I'm leaving you alone <laughs> your baby's my baby <laughs> but like yep. but then one of the eggs hatches it like opens up and uh, Ripley turns her head like bitch I fucking said I would light this on fire. <laughs> and then she does because she's like, I'm not standing for this. And it's just like one of those like, okay. <laughs> it's so cool. She empties the flamethrower. She runs down that pulse Jeez. rifle and she unloads the grenades that are yeah. in the pulse rifle into the queen's egg sack body. Yeah. <laughs> and the entire interior of the hive is like on flames. Now the aliens are like now coming for her. She blows them up. The, the queen is like hissing and yelling mm. and she kind of books it out of there. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and during this, the, the entire structure is starting to blow up because you hear this voice that is also like a pretty cool callback to the first movie of like, you have four minutes to get to a minimum safe distance. <laughs> that's like, I don't know, a hundred miles away before this thing blows up. <laughs> and good thing I have my running shoes on. Yeah. <laughs> So they make it back up to this platform where the ship was and Bishop is gone. The ship is gone and the other elevator starts coming up Mm -hmm. because she hit the buttons on both of them. Not only is she big as hell, she's smart too. She's smart too. (laughs) So the queen, you can see her like rear her head from underneath this elevator when it opens up. Yeah. And the ship comes up behind them. They get on the ship, but a blast blows it back into the structure. Yeah. It gets hung up for a quick second, and mm-hmm. then it takes off. Yeah. Okay? So you see below, like, this cloudy kind of murkiness, the installation just explodes. Mm-hmm. But they make it back to the Sulaco. Yeah. Okay? Which, if you really look at that explosion when they're, like, leaving the atmosphere, yeah. it's a miniature. It is totally just cotton balls and light. What? Like, if you really look at it, like, it's just puff with, that's like, adorable. light that's getting brighter and dimmer. It's and like one of those storm cloud lights that you can yeah. make. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you, you get the picture. It doesn't take away from it. Yeah. Unless you're me. 
and, and it like has a negative apart. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's so stupid. <laughs> but I mean, man, her emptying that flamethrower yes. and that pulse rifle on everything mm-hmm. must have felt so good to her after everything she's been through. Yeah. Like just the shots of her face, like just pure disdain for these aliens. Just like, I'm going to wipe you off the face <laughs> of the earth. Oh yeah. I, I definitely believe that. My one gripe here is you have all that firepower. Why don't you fucking shoot one of those grenades right into the chest of the queen that's held in place? That is a note that I made. (laughs) (laughs) Be like, why didn't you just do this? Why didn't you just do this? Okay, this is the whole... Sorry, I'm going to skip movies here. Or switch movies. (laughs) This is the whole Infinity Wars, like, endgame scenario for me where everybody is attacking Thanos. Infinity War. This is the whole Infinity War thing for me when everybody's attacking Thanos mm-hmm. and Doctor Strange is opening up portals and allowing Spider-Man to jump in and whatnot. And then, oh, and okay. then Mantis subdues him. Yeah. Why don't you open a fucking portal up right over that gauntlet and cut his arm off? Why yes. don't you open a portal right over his head and cut his head off? He's not that powerful. No, he's not. Okay. Anyways, back to this. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry the internet has been asking yeah. similar questions yeah. about that for yeah. a long time but it's like I why see didn't stuff ant-man like- jump up his butt and then turn into <laughs> yes! a normal sized person it just boom killed him it's like okay but getting back to aliens it's like okay so they're on their way out they've encountered the queen they finally get on a ship they're safe they're safe you know oh they're safe, <laughs> they're safe. <laughs> fuck no you're not so <laughs> bishop <laughs> bishop is talking to Ripley, and you see this tail just fucking well, right through the back. They fly of away Bishop. and then they land again, and then that's when that happens. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. I already said all that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I already said they already went to the Sulaco. Yeah, they the drop ship goes back to the orbiting ship. The Sulaco. <laughs> what movie I is this? Back, <laughs> back on Earth. <laughs> back on Earth. <laughs> Sorry, that's on me. No, that's okay. So you see the queen's tail go right through Bishop, picks him up off the ground, rips him in half. Now that shit was brutal. It it was. And now there's like a standoff. There's a battle between Queen Bitch and badass bitch Ripley. Indeed. What'd you think of that, Isabel? It was your first time seeing this. (laughs) It's your first time seeing this. One, I don't think Ripley would have lived. I mean, just... Let's not the... split hairs about what ifs and buts. I know. <laughs> buts. Don't split the butts. Don't split the... I mean, I remember this scene when I was a kid. It gave me so much... Like, thinking about watching it as a child, I feel like it gave me just as much anxiety back then as it did today. Like, mm-hmm. watching it. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's like, <laughs> she just... Know- she, like, knows how to work this machine, which is great. But it's just, like, it's so close. She's so vulnerable. She has no real protection. What machine? What are you talking about? What? Oh, yeah. What's the machine called? I can't remember. Power loader. The power power loader. It's just... It's just... You didn't say that she got into it. You just started talking about whatever. Oh, sorry. I but then it's fucking got- alien and she punches in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, boom, 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 boom. To go back, she got into a power loader okay. to kind of, kind of offset, like, hi, I'm human, but I have this machine. I really wish instead of get away from her, you bitch, she said that. Hi, hi I'm a human. <laughs> I have this machine. Shit. Uh, <laughs> I'm a human. 
You've probably seen us around. Probably Hi, uh, got some of us with your little eggs there. <laughs> Good trick. <laughs> well, I'm here to put a stop to that in this machine that I'm in. Did I say I'm a human? But it's like, yeah, getting, I guess getting hit in the face with uh, the loader, mm. like, would suck. Oh, it's like a slap from a yeah, loader onto it a would, massive... it would really suck. Alien, but the... Yeah. I mean, they're fighting, and she pushes it. She finally gets it into, like, this... An airlock? An airlock. An yeah. And, like, tries to push her down, like, always. And it's... Yeah, I just had anxiety the entire time. Because mm. I, like, I know it's going to end up good. It's fine. <laughs> but it's, like... Also, you have to hold your breath while doing this. Because, like, you're in space at this point. Oh, yeah, because she opens the outer door. She opens the outer to, door. To, like, blast it out, yeah. Which yeah. I would probably not have as much arm strength <laughs> just be like Boo! just yeah. right out there at the same time yeah the alien is holding on to her ankle but the alien gets sucked outside mm-hmm. can apparently survive in the vacuum of space somebody should write in it is kind of funny of- though that the alien <laughs> out of desperation mm-hmm. grabs onto her ankle like oh, oh gotcha <laughs> You're coming with me. Like, oh, hell no. <laughs> it's you're coming with me. But yes, that is a terrifying scene to me. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, when she opens that gate as well, because at this part, Bishop is still alive because mm-hmm. he's artificial intelligence, but he's like sliding across the floor. <laughs> he's sliding across the floor of the cargo ship, and it's still very off-putting it's like his milky guts are just like hanging on (laughs) but Mm -hmm. he's like fuck what do i do (laughs) yeah yeah i hate it so but he holds on to newt saves her bishop does Mm -hmm. and ripley closes the the hangar doors and now they're okay yeah yeah. And they go to sleep, and that's the end of the movie. Yep, boop, that's it. That's literally what it, It's like, oh, there's no extra footage from like the director's cut for the. Nope, they nope, still go to they sleep. They just go to okay. sleep. No, they because. Go to sleep. And that is kind of how the first one ended, too. Yeah. Because at a certain point, if you are stuck on a ship in outer space with it, and you don't want to kill it, you don't want to blow it up because then it just eats through your ship and then you're fucked. Yeah. How do you get rid of it? Oh, blow it out of the hangar door, like they did in the first one. Mm hmm. That's fine, but this was a little cooler. Because it was the queen. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But at this at this <laughs> junction in the movie, when Ripley comes up, and this wasn't a catch by me. This was a catch by my daughter watching this. When Ripley comes up and hold, and hugs Newt, Newt says, Mommy. Aw. Does she really? Yeah. I had to rewind it, and she said it in both versions. Huh. She goes, she goes, Mommy. Wow. Yeah. I thought she always said Ripley. But she says, "Mommy." Oh, so okay. Which, if they kept the story, the loose storyline of Ripley's daughter passing mm-hmm. away before she got back to Earth, yeah, that would have made more sense if you caught it like at the end. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, "I understand now." But yeah, mm. she she lays everybody else in the cryo sleep containers, and it ends. Yeah. Just like that. And then the third one ruins everything immediately. I've never seen any of the you don't other need ones. To. The third and the fourth one are terrible. But you know there's a third and the fourth one because even after the credits here, at the very end, you hear the sound of an egg opening up. That's disgusting. Because on that ship, the queen was there for just like a split second, but somehow got an egg into that ship whether it be the drop ship or whatnot that multitasking bitch <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah no shit 
She's like, mm, mm, take one of these. Fruit. I'll take one of these. She's like holding it. She's holding <laughs> like an egg with one hand. She's like Heisman it. <laughs> like just, <laughs> just throws it into the dark and see what happens. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, it's the alien equivalent of like pulling the pin on a grenade and just like chucking it somewhere. Like I know this is gonna fuck shit up. I don't know how, but it is. Um, but yeah, you hear that sound as the last credit rolls, and you're like, okay, dang. That right there, and then they ruin it by and making they the ruin third it. one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, all in all, that is a badass movie to watch. I I love that movie. It's oh, yeah. just action packed, and the the dialogue and whatnot is amazing. Bill Paxton is amazing. So it has its like you know like why the hell did this happen? But continuity wise, like in the movie, it's perfect for the most part. It's yeah. I mean it's good, and especially for someone who like hasn't really watched it or doesn't particularly love movies that have to do with science fiction movies. Mm-hmm. I keep saying space movies, space. like spice movies. Yeah, but science fiction isn't my favorite. But all in all, I think the storyline is good and solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just makes sense, and it's entertaining all the way through. Arguably one of the best sequels ever made. I think so. Yeah, definitely. I would think so. Along with Terminator 2. Yes, definitely. So, so, at the end of every one of these uh, podcasts, we like to switch off siblings on who's going to pick the movie for the next podcast. And if my judgment is correct, Isabel, it's your turn. It is my turn. <laughs> Let me just look up. But a also, movie just before we talk about that, just want to give a shout out to everyone listening and just really thank you for being here. Yes. And I feel like recently I've gotten a lot of comments um, from friends, uh, people, friends, people, <laughs> friends. friends who are people, not aliens, <laughs> not aliens, of course. <laughs> um, just saying how much they actually really enjoy the show. So it's been really cool to like starting this and hear about Mm -hmm. people who really, really like it. So I'm really, really thankful for that. But yes, it is my movie pick. Okay. Okay. What are your clues? Okay. I'm actually really excited for this. Okay. Okay. Uh, Cardinal. Hold on. Cardinal. Cardinal. I know what it is. I don't know if you know what it is. Okay, I want to. Okay. I want to hear all. I okay. want to hear all. Three okay, all three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cardinal, swords. Yep. Is it okay? Yeah, I know. Swords. <laughs> swords. <laughs> swords. <laughs> I can't remember the third one. Oh crap! I wrote it, it down. Like written down. Yes, I did. I, re- I thought I could remember it. <laughs> so we have cardinal swords, and uh, I said like a cliff. Cardinal Swords and Cliff. Okay. Maybe I'm not thinking of... Mm, maybe I'm not. I, my guess is The Three Musketeers. That's correct. Son yeah. of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> what, did you, what did you think? I was thinking Sleepy Hollow. Oh, that would be tight, though. Because she cuts off the head of that cardinal for its blood. Oh, shit. And there's swords oh, shit. in it. But then <laughs> you said Cliff, and I'm like, there's no fucking Cliff in New England. <laughs> <laughs> there's no fucking Cliff in New England. With... With, uh, I was about to say Rodgers and Hammerstein. Um, what's his name? Freaking Chris Daniel Day Lewis. What? What's his name? Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> that Chris one? Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> Chris Daniel. Okay. Yes. Man, I have not seen that since I was a kid. I yeah. thought of something and I was like, oh my God, Three Musketeers. I have to do this. Because Isn't Tim what? Curry in that? He Tim is. Tim Curry and <laughs> Charlie Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> It's my favorite candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> the Three Musketeers is my 
God dang it, Taylor. It w- It's a uh, from 1993. Okay. But it's Charlie Sheen, Kiefer Sutherland, Chris O'Donnell, Oliver Platt, which yep. is awesome. Tim Curry, uh, Rebecca De Mornay. I don't know who that is. Rebecca De Mornay. Yeah, there's like a whole bunch of just random people in this movie. The only thing I really remember from that movie is like the gross worker in the basement who's like all big and sweaty and See, covered I in haven't, coal. See, I haven't seen it in so long and I'm real excited because yeah. I'm like, this is going to be tight. Hey, it's our first Disney movie. Is it a yeah. Disney movie? Hopefully we don't get sued or anything. Why well, would we're we just get talking sued? About it. I know. I wouldn't put anything past Disney. <laughs> That's true. Hey, you're fucking talking about a movie that we made like 30 years ago? <laughs> taking you to court god okay god it is i always thought it was weird because there's some things about this movie that i'll talk about when it comes to it that i'm like this is disney yeah. right yeah mm-hmm. disney was a little edgier back then disney was like i don't give a fuck three musketeers <laughs> got that right. disney fuck off money yeah <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez. Okay. sighs> so so final thoughts on aliens though um, isabel what'd you think good Great. Singleton, what did you think? <laughs> uh, I think it's a great movie. You do not need to watch the first one to to watch this one and know what's going on. It's just an action movie. Yeah. But the first one is good. Like, Oh, yeah. The first one is a sci-fi thriller. Not necessarily so much action. This one is just a straight-up action movie. Yes. Yeah. We did watch the first one. Mm-hmm. It was really good. And I think they remastered it, so it was in like high definition mm-hmm. as well. So, and made in 79. Yep. Still good. Yeah. Loved it. In space, no one can hear you scream. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. That's literally my worst nightmare. What's terrifying is the fucking alarm that's going off. I haven't watched the movie. I haven't watched the first one in forever. Oh, yeah, so. But I, I remember um, when Prometheus was first coming out, they had a teaser trailer and they used that alarm sound like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out because that's sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep it <laughs> I remember in school, I actually uh, changed that to my text tone. And then like a couple days later, I was like, yeah, I have to change that because it's one, scary. And two, annoying <laughs> There's like super, There's certain sounds that I've listened to and I'm like, ooh, I can't have that. Like I have the Mandalorian like horn. Mm-hmm. As my text message, but every time it goes off, like I know what it is. Yeah. Okay. And then people are like, "Oh, what's that? A uh, stupid horn sound? Like it's not stupid. <laughs> stupid. It's for the Mandalorian, you idiots." <laughs> and I'm just like, I gotta change this to something else. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, thanks again for listening, everyone. I uh, want to give a quick shout out to Damian Carter for letting us use his song "Just Hanging Out." Yeah. Your boy. <laughs> 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 Bye guys. And Bye. we'll see you guys next time. Late is on the men, Jay. God, stop. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. You ruined it. it. You trash. Okay. Bye. Bye. King, okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. Okay. Okay. Fucking done. Bye. Bye. Just hanging out. Hanging out. Hanging out with the family. Having ourselves a party. I'm like, that's out of all the songs that you know from her. I just want to hear you sing Blame It on the Juice. Mm-hmm. Hey, gotcha, feeling loose. Hey. <laughs> Are we good?
Speaking of juice, those face huggers. <laughs> those face huggers. <laughs> 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 I hate that comparison. <laughs> Stop. I hate this. Oh, they're very disgusting. Okay. 